Welcome back. I believe this is episode four now. Um, I have a very, very, very special guest, someone I've known for, was it, over 10 years now? Just about? Oh, gosh, you're going to age me. Uh, <laughs> I would say so. I'm still young, but I think yes. we met, like, because you, you came to the church that we go to now in, like, 2000. At 2014? 2014. Probably? Yeah. So, almost 10 years. Yeah. Almost 10 years. Man, so why don't you introduce the people? Who are you? Oh, gosh. That's a loaded question. Who are you? Okay. Um, as far as my name goes, my name is Ajani. Um, did you want something additional to to Ajani or? I mean, yeah. I mean, um, if you're meeting someone for the first time, you go. I mean, you I, I just say, right? I yeah, just say I'm Ajani. Just say your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, it is my very good friend Ajani. She's a sister in the Lord, powerful woman of God, of course, and. Oh my God. Uh, just today, we're just going to learn a little bit more about her. So what's your backstory? I mean, were you, did you grow up in church? Like, where do you come from? Like, all that good stuff. Okay. Let, it, let the audience know, like, a little bit of your backstory. Okay. So I come from the west side of Compton. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Definitely, definitely not. You know, best born in West Philadelphia. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Okay. Born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> On the playground is where I spend most of my days, days. you know? Okay, no. So I actually was born in Jersey City, New Jersey. I was born in Christ Hospital, so you know it was meant to be. <laughs> um, For real, that was the name of the hospital. Yes. Oh wow, Christ Hospital. You feel me? So um, I grew up in Jersey up until about maybe um, fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. I eventually moved to Florida with my mom, and we started our own life down here. Um, and I picked up in Tampa doing middle school and what so have you. And when I crossed over to high school, I came over to South Florida in tw around 2013. And then um, shortly after, I got introduced to the church, which for me was a pivotal moment <laughs> in my timeline because growing up in Jersey City, I didn't really have a Christ-like foundation. When I was younger, I went to church with my grandmother a lot because um, I didn't really have a choice. If you were spending the night at her house, you kind of had to go to church. Yeah. So, But other than that, I didn't really understand the relationship. Um, I was just kind of going. And then I lost it when I stopped going to my grandmother's house when I moved to Florida because my mom wasn't really in the church like that. So when I came to South Florida, that's kind of where the door opened up to it. And I started developing a different or newer side of Ajani. You know, so the Ajani that you see today is not the same Ajani scaling back to Jersey City days and from Tampa days or what so have you. This is like the, you know, the 3.0 Ajani. So, yeah. New and improved. Exactly. So you never grew, grew up in a church culture, or at least you did, mm -hmm. but you probably only because your grandmother brought you there yeah it was like on a every other sunday type of basis however often i was there for however many years i you know i only grew up in jersey city up until what nine years old mm. so really you know nothing really solid or consistent what was your views on god and religion before you came down to florida like what was your what's your thoughts of like god and stuff oh man um i knew one when, when i was in high school my freshman year of college in tampa I'm sorry, freshman in college, my freshman year of high school. <laughs> Look at me jumping ahead. <laughs> in Tampa, I knew that I I knew that I loved God and I knew that I had some form of relationship with him. It wasn't the best, but um I had 
I had a friend, I remember on my bus from middle school, um, going into high school, and she would always plant little seeds. She introduced me to P4CM um, poetry, which is... This is before Florida. This No, this is in Florida. In Florida. In Tampa. Okay. That's mm. that's when my relationship started growing, because okay. when I was younger, I didn't really have that. Um, so she introduced me, and I was into poetry, um, and I, I still do poetry today, mm. but she would introduce me to the... the um, poetry movement where the christian people they would you know the jackie hill and the jackie hill perry yeah, people seeing us in it, california right? exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was so dope so um i started kind of getting interested in growing my relationship with god then and then you know um i went to i started going to first priority when i was in my my next high school so little things like that along the way who don't know first priority is like a christian program in schools right much, yeah exactly mm-hmm. and um so so yeah, I I I had God was like knocking on my door every <laughs> every here and there, you know, like sprinkling, having other people sprinkle seeds in my life, and I just kind of was just picking them up as I go. Um, but it wasn't until like I you know, like 2014, my senior year or junior year in high school, where I finally collected all of those seeds, you know, and planted them, and things started budding out of that soil, and now we have me here today. So yeah. All right, so you came down to Florida. You had a friend who was a Christian, so she was already like, planting seeds in you. Yeah, time, definitely. Then being in first priority and amongst other things, eventually it's like, I want to say climax, but I guess eventually those seeds fall on good soil. And like, yes, exactly. How would you introduce to the church that you're going to right now, the one that we both go to, but yeah. So that's actually a funny story. So another friend <laughs> in high school, and we're actually not, we're not, we don't talk anymore. We're not friends anymore. Um, but I really do feel like God used her to introduce me to where I am today. Because at the time when I was hanging around her, she wasn't the best influence. Um, you know, I did care for her. We had good times together. But I just definitely wasn't walking in purpose during our friendship. Um, but she introduced me to the, at the time it was called Cube, which was our, like, our youth um, at Daybreak, the church that we attend mm-hmm. now at the time, and she would introduce me to that, and we would come sometimes, um, very sporadically on Wednesdays from time to time. So we would do that, and I love the studies, I love the engagement. You know, the the topics were always pretty dope. So that's what always kind of like kept me coming. But it was just like, was it like a church you've been to before, or was it like different for you compared to like other churches you've been to? Like, was it uh, like it was different? definitely different because I had never had a in-depth one-on-one children my age type of experience before before it was like I was younger so like you know it was just all adults around me and um and I was just kind of kind of going along with it just being compliant but by the time I started engaging in a church on this level in 2014 um it was I was able to I already had my own opinions I had my own thoughts I was able to contribute to the conversation like when we're having discussions so it was just a different feel you know so so that was good. Um, so she introduced me to the church, and one Wednesday I came, and we were actually having Bible study. Uh, before we started Bible study, they were having an altar call, and I just felt led to go up, and the rest was history. And then, like, slowly after, once I started getting deeper into Christ, me and that friend, our goals were not aligned any longer, and we just kind of went separate ways. But I still feel like, you know, I'm still grateful to her for, you know, just being able to open that door for me. So, yeah. 
So like God used someone who wasn't didn't give their heart to the Lord to bring you to the church. Yes, yes, exactly. What made you want to give your life to the Lord? Was it an experience? Was, was did you feel something? Was it something that you heard that just kind of convicted you? What What do you think is that? I guess uh, changing moment for you. I feel like as a teenager, during the time that I gave my heart to the Lord, I was going through a lot. Um, just as far as and nothing abnormal, you know, like. Just a simple identity crisis that teenagers go through, you know, right. trying to figure out your place in the world, where you fit in and what you're doing. And when I felt led to go up, when I felt like God drawing me to the altar, it just was this this sense of peace. I just felt like things like hmm. just coming together, like this comfort that kind of came over me. And it was like, whoa, it was like very overwhelming, but at the same time, very peaceful. Um, and then and there, I was like, okay. Like if this is if this is what God is calling me to to be plugged in, you know, to start something different, then like what do I have to lose? Because the life I was coming from was just full of confusion, you know, um, double mindedness and what so have you. So I really didn't have anything to lose. So it was an easy, fairly easy decision to make. Now you're saved and sanctified. Hey, Shonda, <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? What, yes. do you, what were some earlier struggles you probably had becoming a Christian? Because I know. From my experience, coming from an unsafe life, the unsafe friends and people you're around, sometimes they don't really take it that well when you make this life change. Did you find difficulty in that in the beginning? Huh, so from friends, I won't say from friends, friends so much because um, I didn't really have like a lot of friends in high school. I had a lot of associates and people like, you know, how I was cool with. Hmm. Um and the ones that I did have, I still have today. They're still my very, very close friends. Um, and I established my, sol- my my best friends, my solid friendships in the church that I am now today. But I did get give, like, different pushback for my family. Um, just, like, you know, like, condescending comments and, you know, um, just... You know the stereotypical oh, thing. She's like some godly person, right? Now. Hold, you know, the, all the holier than thou comments yeah. and the things like that, mm. and it just made me feel. And I wasn't the type of person like who was shoving anything that, that anyone's throat. I wasn't like repent, you know. I wasn't slapping <laughs> people with the Bible. You're going to hell, Exa- right? Exactly. <laughs> like I just, I wasn't doing that. But um, I feel like in the way that I abstain from different things, I don't know if it like indirectly made other people uncomfortable <laughs> right. because I just would get those comments like, you know, and the, and the jokes and things like that. And, oh, you know, don't say this around her. Cause you know, and I'm just like, what's going on. And I, and it used to be annoying um, initially when I was younger, but as I matured, I realized like, you know, if God is in me and if his light is in me, then obviously it's going to, cause a reaction to anything that's right. whatever's inside of them, you right. know? So if anything, I should, we should rejoice when people, um, you know, have that discomfort to, to the light that's in you, you know, because that means something's working. So, and it's, and it's yeah. planting a seed, even if, even, even indirectly it's planting a seed, you never know, because if they're catching it, that means that they're realizing, okay, there's some definite difference. And that was the whole point. Um, of what God was trying to do with the Israelites. He was trying to set them apart. Mm. You know, like that's what the Torah was for. You know, like to like physically like set them apart. So the other nations, so there was like some type of, you know, distinguishment between them and the others. So it's mm. like, that's what we're supposed to do today. Just like spiritually. So Right. It's like, it's like we're, we should be a, a, a reflection. 
exactly. to other people. And mm-hmm. a lot of times I, I, I do believe that when people are around like solid believers, it kind of points at their sin in mm-hmm. a way. Even if you're not trying to yeah. be like a, on a holy trip, it just it kind of exposes that I'm not living the lifestyle I should be. Exactly. You know? I remember when I got saved, uh, my family, even though they were raised in church mm-hmm. and we grew up in a religious environment, when I actually became born again, like an actual believer, mm-hmm. Uh, I had a lot of uh, backlash from them because, for example, my sister smoked weed. You know, my mom was religious, but not a Christian. And there's a difference mm-hmm. between that. So even definitely uh, a lot of the things I started to believe would contradict what they believe. And it caused a lot of issues with that, you know. Right. So at that time, like, you didn't have really much friends that, like, pushed back on you. Or at least you had to drop certain friends at that time. Yeah, it was really just that one who I had a close relationship with friendship with but the um one that brought you to church right okay. exactly got you, got you. but other than that i didn't have like a, a too many friends to begin with because remember i had just transferred to my at the high school in south florida my junior year you know my sophomore junior year so i hadn't really been at the school like for the whole four years so yeah i didn't really friendship wise i didn't really get a lot of that pushback but mm. family you know friends of family definitely um that was always a big thing that i just had to eventually get used to speaking of which i know you're from new jersey right yeah jersey city absolutely was it much of a, a change or or a difficult process moving down to south florida because down here is a different culture than up north, for sure. Was did you find like a, a hard transition phase, coming from like a whole different state? Um, not, not so much. It just it felt like, I guess how anybody would feel, just moving to a place you're foreign to. There wasn't too much like that different was country. different, except for. Maybe like the music was different, the culture was different, like those different things. But it wasn't something because because my personality is very outgoing and you know um, very extroverted. I'm, exactly, I kind of like fit in where you know like I can like fit in with anything. So I didn't have a hard time fitting in, but it was difficult at first because obviously you don't know anyone. You're trying to like build bonds with people, um, and then. Uh, I don't look like now how I looked then. So, you know, I may have got bullied a little bit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. So that may have posed as an issue. But, um, but yeah, other than that, that was the only only thing. Just the being around strangers, not really having, like, the that family dynamic down here. But other than that, it was pretty smooth. Um, mm-hmm. I do remember the children, when I first came, they would make me, like, say different words um, because I said them funny, I guess, in their opinion. They would make me say like things like fork or like um or spoon or or coffee, like things like that. They're like, say this, say that. So I remember that. That was really like annoying. That area, right, exactly. <laughs> so I had that going on for a few weeks, but other than that, yeah, it was pretty good. Big on that. <laughs> what what is God doing in your life right now? Oh gosh. God is um Is he teaching you something like sure like what is God Oh yeah, he's right dragging now? me through Wake Up Town. Wake Up Town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is Wake Up Town? <laughs> wake Up Town is you need to get it together mm. <laughs> and get on your job. Mm. <laughs> so, um As far as like purpose. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, as far as purpose, as far mm. as destiny, which is funny cuz I actually had a shirt on earlier that said destiny on it. Um so yeah, it's it's just it's so much that I know that he's been calling me to as far as um, 
ministry, as far as my career, as far as entrepreneurship, those different things. So I am in planning phase and just trying to cultivate that and trying to be as obedient as possible mm. <laughs> um, and increase my spiritual capacity because I realize um, we can have all the ideas, all the inspiration, all the motivation in the world. But if we don't have the spiritual capacity to align with it, we'll fall short. You know, so I've had to I've had to learn as far, that. as far as like God being the motivator, or like it's more like Christ focused spiritual capacity as far as like being able to even keep up like with the things of faith. Like sometimes mm -hmm. like, okay. you know, we get overwhelmed or we get winded, right. you know, you know, you ever um, see like a clear difference. And let's say you go to a prayer meeting and you got somebody like who's able to to pray, you know, like, you know, for an hour, you know, what so have you, and like, and go along with things, boom, 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 boom. But then you, you know, like after five, 10 minutes, you're tired, you're, you're fatigued, you're sleepy, you know, you're so trying to stay up. Others, exactly, sure. right, exactly. Yeah. That's part of like spiritual capacity, you know, because if it's something that, that like exercising, if it's something that we're working out on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, it's like, we build that up, you know? Um, and spiritual capacity could also mean our sensitivity as well. A lot of us aren't sensitive, sensitive to certain things um, and aren't keen to discerning certain spirits because we haven't exercised that that area, you know, so we don't have the capacity mm. <laughs> to handle it when things do come our way. So, um, so I guess not being prepared to handle certain that. Right, because. exactly, especially spiritually. Mm. Right. And mm. that's and that's a big a big part that plays in where God is trying to take you, you know, because we have things in the natural, but God is doing things behind the scenes. So he wants to stretch us spiritually. You know, he wants to stretch um, stretch all parts of us, all aspects of us. So that's something that I know he's He's definitely doing um, and that I'm learning to continue to stretch um, and just forcing myself, like, just do it. Like Nike, just do just it. Do it. <laughs> you know? Do it. So, yeah. So what do you think stops a lot of believers from uh, starting things or Let's say God has called them to do a certain task, maybe to sing, maybe to make YouTube videos, maybe to start a business, whatever it may be. What do you think hinders people from just doing it? Fear and anxiety. Mm. Definitely. Um, but like that stops people from doing most anything, really, because if you knew that you would succeed <laughs> at whether, whatever it is that you're going to put your mind to, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you do it? Right. If right. I knew that, you know, there was nothing that could stop me from gaining a million dollars by doing by crossing the street and doing some random act, why wouldn't I do that, you know? But um, if, I'm, if, if we're too in our heads, um, if, we, if we're too logical, if, you know, um, if we're too uh, just, just whatever, too much of us, like too much of in our flesh or what so have you, like it prevents God from doing the miraculous. So I think that's one of the number, thing, number one things that prevents us mm. from entering into purpose and walking in that fear. fear you know fear of the future fear of the process okay fear of what of the expectations of us because sometimes we could be a little lazy so just different things like that and i also think sometimes people they seek perfection first oh yeah oh you preaching doing it you know you're preaching that's that's kind of me <laughs> I know, i'm not uh, gonna lie oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i remember <clears throat> for example like i have a youtube channel um, and it's pretty, it's pretty successful. Mm -hmm. But um, come on now, come on, <laughs> come on, pretty successful. That thing is banging. 
I got two hundred sixty thousand. You feel me? Yeah. Say it again. You, trying, you got what? My humble trip. You, you know got right? what? To, listen, listen. The Lord, the Lord done did what He done did. Nah. <laughs> you right. You right. Put it on the Lord. Okay. I'll go to God. <laughs> but I remember when um, people would uh, always inquire me about YouTube, and I would always tell them start. When I first started, I was start. I started with my iPhone six. Mm-hmm. And looking back now, that quality was terrible. <laughs> you know, and I feel like a lot of people feel they have to have everything in place for them to start. But all that time is being wasted searching for perfection when you could have mm-hmm. gotten a lot farther along if you exactly. started with what you had. You know what Woo, I mean? Child. That, um, that, that's me. You're, and you're sometimes speaking. you have to build while you're flying. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that I would have wasted a lot of time if I just be like, I don't have the proper equipment. I don't know this. I don't know that. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, being overly trying to perfect everything hinders mm-hmm. a lot of people as well. You know, and I think I for agree. a lot of people, they just, they just need to do it. Yes, I absolutely agree. And I think also, like you, you mentioned the example about how if you knew that it, you were going to get a lot of money, let's say a million dollars from doing this, that's another motivation for you to start. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people expect to fail or they expect yeah. it's not going to go well. They <clears> expect <throat> that I'm going to go through hardship. Exactly. They mm-hmm. talk themselves out of a win, you know. That's true. Or they say no for God, you know, uh, when God wants to say yes. That's you know? true. So. Like God can call you to do something, but you answer for God instead of letting God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We bring to God all the reasons as to why we're unfit and why it won't work, you know. And Gideon did the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, and I believe in judges, you know, when God called him to to do whatsoever. And he's like, God, you know, my clan is the weakest, you know, like, why are you calling me and blah, blah, blah. And right. God was like, no, I know what I'm doing, <laughs> you know. And if, and if you think about it, it's kind of absurd, like how we even come with boldness trying to tell God, uh, yeah, you made the wrong choice. It's like, who are we? Ex- right, exactly. It just, it doesn't make any sense, you know, but yet we still do it. <laughs> mm, I think that there's a lot of things in, of a, in, in us that God sees that we may not see initially. But I think that's why it's important to trust, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Amen. Because when I was younger, I never thought that a God would call me to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I never thought that of myself or, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, God called me to a certain level of um, of wealth or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do you feel like there's a lot of things God has told you about yourself that you initially didn't really believe? Because you're like, this is me. Like, did you ever get any of that? Oh, gosh. It's actually the, it's, it's kind of the opposite. Um, really? I feel like. I could receive all the different things that that God has spoken over me. You know, it's like, yeah, I can see that, God. (laughs) Now, a matter of me carrying it, you know, um, the vision, the things that he's, that I feel like he's said, that he's called me to, it it could become overwhelming. Not not because, like, I can't see myself doing it, um, but I used to, I used to be afraid of like, what if I, what if I mess up, you know, like, what if I, what if I fumble it? Like, what if I'm not good at it? You know, kind of going through that whole imposter syndrome, um, you know, like God, like, what if I'm not worthy enough for this? Like, what if I can't handle this? Um, but I could definitely see myself being an entrepreneur. I can see myself being a millionaire. I can see myself doing all of that stuff. Mm. I received that, mm. but the how it's like, whoa, God, you know, so that's, that's what kind of will leave me in the loop and stagnant. Like too many people are trying to figure out how I'm going to get there instead of just going yeah. in the house. I know the Bible says that the righteous footsteps are ordered by the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think if you put your ultimate trust in God, he'll direct you to mm-hmm. where you're going. I think some people overly plan out of fear. 
or some people don't start because like you said they don't know how mm-hmm. and i think instead of trying to figure out how all the time you should just walk out in faith yeah amen faith that works is dead amen absolutely mm. that's so true so you do poetry as well yes i do i did when i dabble you yes. did <laughs> how'd you get started okay. in poetry <laughs> I, so um i've been writing since oh gosh probably since elementary school and in middle school, I would, like, fill up journals with short stories. Um, I wrote, like, half a book once. Actually, I actually was just looking back on it. It was, like, 130-something pages <laughs> that I wrote back in middle school. Um, so I used to always love writing. In high school in Tampa, I actually got accepted into a magnet school for creative writing. Really? Yeah, so um, it was it was a, it was a pretty big deal. Like, I had to master 26 different poetry forms. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was a big deal. Like haikus, you exactly. Know, wow. English sonnets, wow. yeah, right. Wow. Tankas, yeah. Look at your haikus, all of that. <laughs> wow. So, and I, I still have it today. I, I have like the big portfolio because um, that was the only how I could graduate. <laughs> but it was it was it was a great experience. It really opened me up. Um, so by the time I transferred over to South Florida, I just continued to write. In high school, I joined the poetry club, and I would do open mics. I would perform. I would compete when I was in high school. Wow. You know, I was, your girl was nice with it. You know, your girl was still nice with it. <laughs> I actually just did the performance um, last week for a, for a community event, a police community event. Um, and I had two other people come up to me, and they were like, hey, we need you to do it, to do our event. Wow. So, like, God has definitely been opening doors um, because I stopped writing. You know, like, I, I would only write, like, if somebody asked me to do a performance or an event. But um, I know God wants me to get back to the craft. So the more that I've performed, the more people are asking, hey, what's your name? Take my number, you know. <laughs> and that's what, that God, and that's what faith does. That's right. what acting out on faith does because, you know, the times where I was asked, even though, like, my material, like, I hadn't been writing recently, I could have been like, oh, yeah, no, like, you know, I haven't written anything. Or, oh, like, uh, find somebody else. And then I wouldn't have had other doors open. But every every single time that I perform one place, I get an opportunity for another place. You know, like that's that's just how how God does it. So yeah, poetry. I, I love poetry though. I love writing short stories. I wish I had the time to like dedicate to like just pouring mm-hmm. into another really good one. But uh, but yeah, I do that. And this is very good because I actually had her on to spit some poetry for us right now. So the floor is yours. Go ahead. <laughs> You're funny. Your face right now. <laughs> You're like, funny. <laughs> but you know what? I was actually, I was actually trying to think of this, this poem that, like, one of the only ones that I've memorized. Uh-huh. I was trying to recall the words. <laughs> <laughs> you brain scrambling for something, right? I feel like I know something. most of them, but yeah, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> mm. I used to be, that's the thing, like, when I was younger, like, I memorized, um, I used to memorize my pieces because I would compete, you know, like, you can't, like, have something in your hand, like, as you're competing, so I used to be, that's how nice I was with it, like, I would memorize my pieces, like, I was just, you know, so those are the good days, man, I miss that. Do you have any, like, recorded, somewhere people can find your poetry, or are you performing anything like that? Uh... I want to start. I want to start doing that. I do have, like, on my YouTube channel, I do have, like, one one piece I had posted during COVID, during that COVID time where, um, unfortunately, the graduates of that time weren't able to walk the stage because everything was kind of, like, shut down. So, like, God had inspired me to write something um, to that effect because I was one of those people who was boohoo. 
<laughs> crying because after I got my masters, I wasn't able to <laughs> to walk. Right. But um, but yeah, and then like on social media, on Instagram, sometimes like I'll post like snippets of of things like that. But I definitely want to start like posting more of my poems and my content and things, um, just to put them out there because they're just collecting dust, and I want to make sure that, huh, you know, I'm I'm being purposeful you know with what god has given me you gotta put yourself out there because people want to hear that yeah and you know and i think that's another reason why i felt led to do so because to me it's different when you're the artist because when you're the artist you kind of downplay with you your gift you know but um whenever people hear my poetry like and i get the feedback it's like whoa you know um i actually i did a i did an event a conference actually my one of my well no i'm sorry it was my first. I've done women conferences before, but this was my first like unisex conference early this year, and um, and I didn't feel like any certain way about it. I, I I did my thing or whatever, you know, and that was all. And the host of the conference actually came up to me after, and they were like, like, did you know that someone reached out to me and they said they were going to commit suicide? And when they heard the wow. poem, they actually like they were they were so moved by it that they changed their mind, you wow. know, um, that they repented. And that kind of wow. blew me because what I thought was just, you know, me from my mind to my to yeah. the pen to me writing on paper. You know, what I thought was just as simple as that was really it's really God. You know, like God inspires me. He gives me like the, the different vision and what so have you. And he knows like who he's trying to reach. That's why we can't be so arrogant and make it all about us. Like, you know, he doesn't give us purpose like for our glory. The glo- it's not it's not for us. The glory isn't for us. It's for God. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, okay, God, like I just want to try to be as obedient as possible and just put out, you know, what I can. So. Something that you didn't think was like whatever ended up saving somebody's life. Right. That was that was heavy for me, man. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. That just prove that your 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 gift carries weight. Yeah. You need to use your gift to reach people. Absolutely. You're doing it now because even now as you're performing, more opportunities are coming up. Right. Exactly. That's incredible. Exactly. More to come. More More to to come. come. So, Ajani, where can people find you if they want to check you out or connect with you? Okay. So, uh, my Instagram, it is sincerely underscore Jane, which is Z-H-A-N-E-5-7. Sincerely underscore Z-H-A-N-E-57. And on Facebook, it is at, what is my Facebook? <laughs> Who He Says I Am. Sorry about that. Who He Says I Am. And on YouTube, well, YouTube is kind of funny because you have to have like a specific title. I know the name of my YouTube is called I Know Who I Am. But if you just type in my name, Ajani H, it should also pop up because how many Ajanis do you know? You know, so. And spell it for the people. Just so A-Z-H-A-N-Y-H. Again, A-Z-H-A-N-Y space H. So there you go. Fantastic. And what I'd like to do at the end, uh, if you have anything on your heart that you want to encourage the people with, just want to give you this, the floor to just encourage people with whatever is on your heart. Oh, man. Uh, I guess what I would say, the first thing that just kind of popped up in my mind is just to trust God. Um, I know we hear like trust the process a lot and all these different things, and that's great, but we we want to also make sure that we're just trusting God because I'm I'm learning as I'm growing that a lot of times we don't trust Him as much as we say that we do because it would show <laughs> in our lifestyle and with our actions if we actually did. So just challenge us. I just challenge you like tonight, even like after you're listening to this or when you have some time to yourself, just ask ask God like 
like, hey, God, what do you what do you think about like where I am right now in life? You know, do I really trust you? And and if not, if there's room for improvement, like how can I trust you more? How can I build my spiritual capacity? You know, what am I believing you for that I can I can tr- I can test that trust by the end of this month? You know, something that you can monitor. You know, I know we all went to middle school, you know, and we learned SMART goals, okay? SMART goals are specific, they're measurable, okay? They're attainable, they're realistic, and they're timely. So if you can challenge yourself to kind of to, to put that on it, you know, considering your trust in the Father, please do that, you know? You won't regret it. So, yeah. That's the word. Amen. Ajani, it was a blast having you on today. Amen. It was a pleasure. Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. This was a blessing. Thank you so much, bro. Sure, you know, you thank it. I thank God for you and what you're doing. You know, it's gonna. I'm, I believe that you're gonna bless nations. So I'm excited. It I only goes that. up from here. I receive that. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode. Hey. All right. <laughs>